All right, and I'm here with my man, Matt. What up, Matt? What up? What up? And we're here for a continuation, some preludes, as we get even closer to the War of the Bounty Hunters. And we did the Alpha, whatever the hell it was called, last last <laughs> week. And, you know, we were excited for the event. It's very long. We're, we're kind of cautiously optimistic. Um, but we were hitting these pre- – and these preludes, I right away, I ended up messaging you while we were reading it. The idea, well, okay, it makes sense. These things seem to be like, hey, a lot of people didn't read all the books. It's funny, though. You would assume they're reading the Star Wars main book, mm-hmm. but I guess you can't assume anything. And new people would be jumping in as well for this, I guess. But you end up with this issue where it's like everybody talking about what they've done or what they can do or what their purpose is in a way that seems so forced. I I really there's an easier or a better way of doing things like, you know, hey, what have you been doing lately? Oh, I don't know. I did that. But this is like. Here I am, I'm C-3PO, I am here to translate because Luke doesn't understand Chewbacca's. <laughs> I'm like, really? Like, th- that's the first. And when we get to it, things just seem weird. Things seem weird in a way that me and you have been really saying that these books have done such a great job. And I'm talking this round of books, Charles Sewell, Greg Pak especially, that they've been really good at really, like, giving you little Easter eggs of, of the mm-hmm. movies and things that you know, you have and whatnot, and really feeling like they fit between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Uh, This one takes a step back, I thought, and I thought that it just kind of made me grimace at points when they tried to explain things and the way they did and whatnot. I, you feel the same way? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm on the same boat with you. Yeah, it's just it's it's crazy. But at the end, I still go with the same deal. First off, this is a prelude, so. I understand what it's doing. It is trying to set things up and trying to get people on board. So I'm not going to judge. Like, I'm not bailing on anything because of preludes. If this stuff, though, continues three, and it's funny to say three months from now where we're still not halfway through, then I'm going to be a little pissed off. But this is the War of the Bounty Hunters prelude, The Hunt for Han Solo at Star Wars number 13, written by Charles Soule, uh, art by Ramon Rosanis. Colors by Rachel Rosenberg and VCs Clayton Cowles on letters. And we got the Rebel Fleet awaits word from their missing comrade, Shara Bay, lost on Starlight Squadron's first mission, and Han Solo frozen in carbonite in the hands of the infamous bounty hunter Boba Fett. A friendly signal from the Imperial Star Destroyer Tarkin's Will reaches the redemption in the middle of the night. Shara is alive, hiding in the depths of the ship and gleaning information about the Imperial systems. But the Rebellion still seeks Boba Fett and his cargo. And one of the things that worries me is I really want to see what's going on with Shara Bay. I do, too. We were definitely interested in that. And maybe if Charles Sewell plays this right, we'll still get little bits of that, even Mm -hmm. though we're in the War of the Bounty Hunters. Because I'd hate to think that it's just like shut everything down to go and get Han because I don't know about you. But they knew that Boba Fett has had Han and Carbonite all this time. I mean, they watched him take him away. They even ran out on the platform. So if they weren't full out trying to get him, why are you getting like all hands on deck with the rebel whole deal, the rebellion? I hope that it is just, say, Luke, Chewbacca, Lando on his own. It seems like they're really setting Lando up to be on his own because of the fact that he's been talking to Bib Fortuna. He could still play that back and forth. Yep. That even felt forced. Uh, you know, all of this stuff going on. And I just, I want to see more Shara Bay. I want to see what's going on. I want to see what's going on with that side of things, with the whole empire going after 
the rebellion. You know, they, they were so busy knocking out all of the different, you know, fleets and things like that. They're not going to pause. Like, I hope it's not like all of a sudden the whole empire's after Hans because they actually gave him to Boba Fett. So I need this book, especially the other books with solo characters. Sure, you can end up where they can go off, you know. Dr. Aphra all of a sudden gets him up. Like, that makes sense, but not a full rebellion that is still reeling from, you know, getting off of Hoth and things like that. So I hope that Charles still plays that, you know, a little bit more. And, and it almost gets to me where it would suck for people buying things, but I almost wish that the Star Wars book stayed its own deal and you had a side book that you'd have, you know, Luke and yes. Chewbacca going. Yes, Bounty on. Hunter Star Wars, episode number one, or yeah, issue number one. I. I really like the Star Wars book, yeah. and I'm really invested in Shara Bay and all that stuff going on and the whole squadron. And so it is it is a shame. But you, you start this then, and Luke's training. And, and I like the idea of, hey, you want to show Luke is upping his game? You know, he did get beat by Darth. He has a new hand, all that mm-hmm. stuff. But let's show that he's up his game. He's got like 17 uh, of those practice droids going around zipping around so that's pretty cool to show okay he's he's doing things like that he doesn't have the blast shield down but that's fine you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and he's thinking of yoda's teaching stuff like that it's an okay setup but again i think that this is more for people who haven't been reading it to say oh okay this is after he was on dagobah this is between empire strikes back and return we we know this so this is a neat little scene to watch but is it necessary for the readers of this book going into this and that's where you start to get these you know c3po is here only to narrate he's on and it's well played at points because he is a translator right but we have gone through things with r2 Beeping and booping at Luke and Luke answering. You know, no, no, R2, we're not going to join up with the fleet. We're heading off to Dagobah. Yep, I meant Dagobah there. Jerk, stop your talk. Like, was at that point, I I said, some people can say that that was being translated in the X-Wing, but there's been times even on Dagobah where R2-D2 is beeping around. And Luke is talking about, is Luke just making it up at that point? (laughs) Maybe. Is Luke such a jerk that he's like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah, I do want a hot dog. Thanks. Thanks, R2. He's like, I didn't say that. I said I hate your guts. I mean, why go to that? And seriously, too, at points, Luke has answered Chewbacca. Chewbacca and the fun Mm -hmm. part of that was it didn't make any sense, right? Like, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden... In the movies, Luke just suddenly learned Wookiee ease, and it, it, it just went with it because eh, they're, they're hanging out together yeah. and stuff, right? Yeah. But what it what it did was it allowed you to just get on with it, and, and how you play it is. And I always love, and it's one of my favorite tropes of all time. And what I like to call the Chewbacca is just. Meh. Listen, Chewie, I know we're going to get that. He says the same thing every time, but, you know, there's Han to give you that translation through a conversation continually. Exactly. Yep. C-3PO halts up. First off, who likes C-3PO? <laughs> the end up where, and uh, here's the deal. I love C-3PO, but I hate him, like almost like the annoying brother, but it halts it. It, it put boom. Hey, I'll translate that. And, and then it's just like, we don't need that. All you need is boop, 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 boop. What's that R2? That planet that I felt, it's just, it's too over the top. 
And, and too much in my mind, it just ends up like pulling me out in this for some reason. But like I yeah. said, you're going to get a lot of talk in this that's like, no, hey, R2 said that this is connected to the events on Alfrona, sir. What? Alfrona? You mean the planet where I found my lightsaber? Obviously, they, I hate when it's like that. Like, yes, that's what they mean. Stop it. But it's to well, get people on board. I well, understand. Isn't that like the modern comics now? You have to, everything has to be spoken. There's no narration and there's no thought bubbles anymore. So, like, everything has to be out there and somebody has to say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then Which it, is, it's a weird deal here um, where it's like Chewbacca comes in because they're there in this training room. And he's like, oh, Chewy, good to see you, you old furball. Like, does he understand him here? Because then he's like, you come down here to get a workout? Jim's all yours. I'm finished. Now, is he just assuming this? And Chewie's like, no, no, no. You owe me five bucks. Like, is it that? Or did he owe that? I just think like- that they can't speak it, but they can understand it. Same thing with Chewbacca. He can understand English, but he and can't so, speak. Yeah. And then English. if you will allow me to translate from Chewbacca, Chewbacca has heard from a context. So that's the best. Is Luke is wrong. He didn't come down for that. And yeah, because this is the thing where what Charles Sue is trying to do or has to do, I guess, is it's too much of a conversation. If you went with the idea, like, and, and Luke just full out admits, listen, I only know a couple pleasantries. Like, <laughs> it would be me and you talking to somebody and they're like, you know, hello, like, you know, bonjour. Oh, bonjour. And maybe I know five words and then they start thinking, and, but it's never been like that. And now you need too much information to go back and forth. What? You mean that you're going to go this? Yeah. And it's full of that? Like, it would ki- yeah. I understand. Yep. But it feels wrong. It you can do it in one panel, one little small panel, which it would take a whole page to do. Right. Yeah. 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 No, it, it doesn't. It, my it doesn't. way that is the note, like, I, I, it would take too long. And it would yeah. be back and forth. Yeah. And it'd be, it would be, I admit it. But this throws me out because then all of a sudden Chewbacca is like, rah, 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 and he's like, well, apparently there's been a sighting of the notorious bounty hunter Boba Fett. And since he's in possession of the block of frozen carbonite containing our good friend, like it, it just goes on. And like, basically it's, oh, what? They found Boba Fett. Like, again, though, doesn't that feel like this is there for people who don't understand quite what's going on in these books in this time frame? Because all they have to do is say they found Boba Fett. If you've been reading the books. You know what that means. If mm-hmm. you've watched the movies, you would. But coming into this, new readers, they still have to get acclimated to the landscape here. So you're going to have to spell out. Boba Fett means that he has Han. That, that means this. And he's in Carmen. Like, it's just a little bit too much information. I know that it has to be said. But I wish that Charles Sewell could have figured out a better way to make it feel more natural. And in a way that people who have been reading the book or know what the time frame is, it doesn't end up like, Really, that it's like everything is too much information. Again, I keep saying it. I understand why. I'm just saying me reading it. It kept throwing me out with these asides of, you know, what's going on. Hey, should we bring Lando? Like Lando's name dropped. Nope, Chewbacca doesn't want to because he doesn't trust him since he's the one. You know, it goes like, oh, you yeah. have to do is no. He doesn't trust him. And we know, but you're going to have to explain everything. They're catching people up. I mean, it's I'm so-, so afraid that these preludes, well, the preludes are only this month, but I'm afraid the preludes are going to be this forced and this yeah. much. And we complained about the, the alpha issue at a bit where I said it didn't feel like Boba. It was set up to make Boba Fett look like a dupe ends up going but even with that 
we had issues amongst the thing. It was a big, long fight in this arena. And then at the end, he's like, yeah, I don't need the money <laughs> where even they go. Mm-hmm. This turns that around, says it isn't. But also you end up going like Nar Shada should be called not the smuggler's moon. It should be called the filler planet because you just go there to take a page, page space. They go <laughs> down because there's word that Boba Fett was there. But again, nobody knows it was Boba Fett, but it is Boba Fett. But then they're not, but because he went by Django. But Chewbacca has a contact that says, I think Boba Fett was here. To me, that's enough. Get this contact who's in on this, you know, kanji gang fighting scene. Why hasn't that person who has an in already done the little legwork here? Like, hey, was that? Was there any other info? No? Okay, well, I basically they go to this planet thinking it might be Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. At the end, they don't get anything from this. That's my biggest problem in this. They go all the way to Nar Shada to ask a question that could have been asked already, but there's no answer. We know it was Boba Fett. The Kanji gang aren't even lying. They have no idea until they seemingly do, but don't. Just they go down. (laughs) I like having another Wookiee. It's kind of cool, and the Wookiee stays with them. That's something, though. I said to you, I'm worried that it's going to be like itchy and, you know, uh, lumpy in the the Star Wars Christmas special, special yeah. where you just have Wookiees barking at each other. <laughs> but that's why C-3PO's here, to be that narrator. Oh, they, they, they end up getting there and they go to check out. Like, hey, they go to that, you know, the alien that was uh, the one that we said. It, it always reminds us of the one that was the singer yeah. in uh, Jabba's Palace. But you end up where uh, they go, hey, uh, do you know anything about this fighter? Oh, no, no, he, he kind of left. All right, well, it looks like Boba Fett. Was it Boba Fett? He went by Django. Here's some money. It, was it Boba Fett? He went by Django. Okay. <laughs> that, that's, and then they press a button. And now out of nowhere, the kanji gang shows up, the thugs, Hey, what are you friends with with this Django? No, no, we thought it was Boba Fett. I mean, you could ask this person right here. We're we're trying to find. He even says it. Now we're gonna have a fight, and I'll let you go in the fight. Well, I, I find but, it hard to believe that there's no record of a Django Fett. Like that's a he, he's a well known. Yeah, I mean, they made you know, all the these, clones these, after him. These people don't pay for the internet. They just have their own. But even just the idea of this, like these. These kanji gang members, the thugs there, yeah. they're looking for Django, right? Uh-huh. Just because somebody else comes in. I, I, if I was looking, I'm like, you're looking for him too. What are you, his best friends? Because they're trying to find information. Well, they're like, him. hey, we're, 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 you're our property now. We're taking you in. We, we own you now. Like, it's the like, get out of here, dude. And the difference is they should come and say, hey, what are you asking about Django? He's our deal. We're getting him. I don't yeah. care. Like, they should act like, to me, these are bounty hunters. Like, what are you up to? Because if you get Django, he's never going to. But the problem is that was left last issue as if it was even Steven. Mm-hmm. You ended up. Oh, it Django definitely was. It was clearly even Steven. It was he walked away. And yep. they're like, OK, well, you gave us the money. Now they're pissed and they want to do something or whatnot. But it, it's just forced everything. Like, how can you force something so much in that first issue that then force it the opposite way? Because we said it didn't make much sense at first, but that's how it was. Well, Luke then, he <laughs> lights his lightsaber up behind him. And I don't know if anybody else has a problem with this, but he almost kills C-3PO. He almost slices. He's C- inches C- away from his face. C-3PO looks as if he's like, oh, my. Like he's about <laughs> to get destroyed. 
Then the next panel, Luke's just there at the ready with it. This is not an easy thing to swing around in the position. And I don't know why he would ever put himself in the position to do that unless he's just worried, oh, there's going to be word bubbles. It's so ridiculous, the idea. I think that swinging around, then he takes off Chewbacca's leg. And then they're just going, oh, it's just a nitpick. But I don't know why. It's true. It's true. Is it like a, a badass move to have it lit? By, like, zoom? because you see, it gets engaged. It gets lit behind him. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Jeez. Uh, yeah, then it's a fight. And you go. You, you talk about the fight because, to me, it was overly confusing. It too. was confusing. And, and, and looking at it now, a lot of it has to do, I think, with the panels are so zoomed in. So you don't really get a sense of the action of what's actually going that. on. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's too close. You like at really... one point, I think a laser hits the wall, but because of the way it is, it looks like, looks like Luke throwing a is rock deflecting at him. a rock. Yeah. Then a guy gets hit, but I, it's because he's deflecting the laser shot. But the way that looks like, it's like somebody shot him from behind, mm-hmm. like one of his own guys. Then you just see guys going, huh, and the wall's getting hit. I mean, what is going on in this fight? Then at one point, also, I have to say that at points. Because you have Luke, and he has he has the yellow saber, but some of the times where you end up having the laser blast almost look as if they're lightsabers because the way that they're playing it off. And then by the end, they seem to have holed themselves up in a hallway that I didn't understand really how they got to because yeah. they were against a wall at first. And, uh, you know, you have this, you know, friend of Chewbacca's ends up knowing this deal. Hey, there's a door here. How it's convenient. A thing, and they run off, and then they yeah. close the blaster. And then you get Luke continually saying to C-3PO, hey, buddy, it's not over yet. Oh, my, you know, he's like, oh, we're out. We're, we're safe. No, we're not. <laughs> we know that when they say it comes out as a back end, they're going to know where this hallway and do it. Like, they've just set themselves up for a trap. Mm-hmm. And they come out, and then there's more kanji gang. And then they fight through them, and it gets wonky again. He then says, "Like how many? How many kanji are there?" And they're yeah, like, Everybody. every one. That, every, that's every all person. It is. All yeah. of them. And the thing switches to, "Okay, we can shoot these guys dead, kill the Wookies, kill the guy. Let's get the the droid. We can scrap them for parts, whatever." So he lights up the lightsaber, and then everybody is full out on Jedi lore. They know all the proclamations, and they go, you know, "Oh my god." You end up the Empire. You think they still have that bounty on all the Jedi's? Stun mm-hmm. the Jedi. We'll take him. And at no yeah. point did I think that they were going to lose. No. Not one second in this thing. And it doesn't even seem like if you're going to do anything. And it was 100 versus two or four. Yeah. And and it's basically, it's, it's DC's Suicide Squad with Harley Quinn. Harley mm-hmm. ain't dying. Mm-hmm. Luke ain't dying. Chewbacca, C-3PO. He can get blasted. So at least you have that. The only thing that you can do is get Chewbacca's friend who has, like, they have a combined life debt friendship here, like brothers. It's kind of set up for this guy to die. He doesn't. Nope. <laughs> he gets away. He could have, And though. Luke is urban surfing on a land speeder. He's deflecting Michael stuff. Michael J. Fox. Then, and then suddenly they're just blasting off in the Millennium <laughs> Falcon. I mean, you go, and then Luke's having hot cocoa on the chessboard. And, uh... yeah, this whole deal. And, okay, so there we go. And we said that. In these, in the Darth Vader, you get done that last deal and you set up at the end. Oh, okay. And the worst part is, is like when you ended up having that Darth deal and he gets back with the Emperor and then he has all those guys, including that woman that we don't know and Darth Mm -hmm. thinks is a threat, all this stuff. Like, that's cool. Like, when are we going to get back to that? This goes like, this almost says like, screw you. I'm really going to 
set something up here. Like you have Charles Sewell seemingly setting up stuff for the next 10 years in the book here mm-hmm. with just one thing. And the one thing is that, and this also drives me nuts. R2 says, now again, C3PO has to translate this. You told me your play, you're thinking that. R2 hasn't been able to get with C-3PO to tell Luke this info. But I said, you, you ended up having at some point, he was communicating with R2 at some level, whatnot. But mm-hmm. R2 now reveals, after all this, now get this, this happened in the middle. What he's going to tell you, he got the locations of former Jedi outposts across the galaxy. He got this in the first, what, almost half of New Hope. <laughs> and, and the thing is, play this off as C- C-3PO and, and Luke have been separated. They they have, But he's been with R2 this whole time. R2 has not left Luke's side. And yet at this point, he reveals, oh, yeah, I had all this info about these Jedi outposts throughout. Like even in this book, that was big, should have been big information when Luke was going around for his lightsaber. But it just is thrown at you here where you have C-3PO said, R2 wishes you to know he possesses what might be a list of former Jedi outposts across the galaxy, some sort of database he acquired during his time on the Death Star. I'm like, How really? convenient, yeah. And, and, and this is the deal. Here is the next panel, and I'm going to read it because Charles Sewell realizes that this is a load of sh- crap. I can't remember. A load of crap. And he <laughs> says, you mean places I could go to learn more about the Jedi, where I could find more artifacts, keep studying? This is only to set up what happened. How did he end up going from you know, this guy who gets defeated by Darth Vader and ends up getting his head to then just showing up in Return of the Jedi, pretty much a Jedi, you know, mm-hmm. the whole deal. And then Luke says this, and this is the deal. Okay, all this, it's forced, but when Luke says, it seems impossible, this feels like the force. You having just what I need when I need it, but I guess it doesn't matter how it happened. Like he's actually saying, what we all laugh about in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. Things always just happen to these couple people. They always seem to happen at the right time, whatnot. But that's that's kind of, this doesn't, this is explaining the joke. This is like a magician revealing how he just did the mummy's tomb. Right? Yep. You don't need to say that because it is that kind of, in the back of your mind, you say to yourself, well, it's the force. You know, it's just how it is, whatnot. But putting it on the page like that infuriated me. I'm like, Luke is actually just saying in, in a weird monologue that, oh, I guess that's why all this crap is forced in and Charles Sewell can get out of it by saying it's just that. But no, this is too forced in my mind. It, but it's it's forced again to get to the story at hand. So we'll do this. But Luke then says, boy, there's enough. Things here to keep me busy for a decade or decades. He should have said, I guess that's why they call it the force. Yeah. Man, I, how about this? Not even say, <laughs> I actually say, why didn't you tell me this before? We had some time when we were out and about and whatnot. Just let me know that yeah, you had start this. Start strangling them. Really? And and, and then it, it, in, in the way that I think Charles was playing this off is the idea that it's almost like when the, the, uh, the Death Star blew up. It's like, oh, my God, like all that info that would have been collected by Darth Vader and by the Empire, especially because they were tracking down and killing, that would have been lost. Unfortunately, in my mind, it's probably in the cloud anyway. I don't know why it would yeah. be. But it's like R2 is that last deal. But again, this seems like the Jedi Outpost version 
of that droid that only spoke that one language before. We keep doing these things where it's just like, oh, we have the thing because we saved it. And now it's the most important thing and we're going to go. And I just I, I don't get I don't get why you have to force this stuff, especially something like this, as we're going into a war of the bounty well, they could, couldn't they have just said hey um he downloaded all the data from the death star and he, he just discovered recently this information because he had to look through it all yeah well and even with you know that, that way it took him like months or yeah, years or whatever to figure that, it out though, when they came back from the death star and the things like that like legitimately at that point r2 still had the plans for the death star that they ended up having to go in and downloading and checking out they might have seen some of this stuff. They might have mm-hmm. said, like, I don't know how R2 sets up his firewalls and things like that. But the, the Rebellion even, and again, Jedi Outpost, that's not any of their concern probably. But would it be? Because now I'm thinking that, ooh, why couldn't this have been, like, maybe one of the bases you went to? I know that it seems like it would have been on record with the Empire, but seemingly it was destroyed or whatnot. Nobody knows about these, but, you know, the the idea of this just being sprung on you in between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, it it just seems silly at this point. It really does. And a lot of the talk with C-3PO, R2, and Luke, it seems almost like it regresses back to when Luke first ended up having to, you know, give C-3PO the oil bath with the restraining bolt and getting the message from Leia and the whole deal. And I, I don't know. I think that they might even be playing with the idea of a message from Leia changing everything anyway, because that's what happens then. They get a message mm-hmm. from her. I'm surprised that it didn't just pop out like, hey, I'll get this restraining bolt. Oh, and he falls back and it ends up being a hologram like Leia's really into that. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> they end up where whoever had grabbed those thugs or bounty hunters, whatever it was that grabbed. Han and Carbonite from from Boba, who shouldn't have left them there. They have gotten a hold of Leia to say, hey, we have Han Solo. Which, again, if they can get a hold of Leia in the middle of a hidden rebellion deal, true. why aren't they, everybody? Why, how is I mean, the Empire having this much problems finding them? I, I just, there's a lot of things. Again, I thought that that Alfish was forced to get Han out of the hands of Boba. This, to me, is in the force way of just getting everybody up to speed, getting a new Wookiee, kind of cool. Yeah. Something tells me, because I, we haven't seen this Wookiee later, there's going to be trouble. But even with that, you end up where you even have a deal where, oh, uh, Lando's off on his, you know, we don't trust him, whatnot. But is this going to be where Luke is not involved in this uh, bounty hunter deal? Is he now going to say... Because he kind of does do things his own way when they're doing Rebellion doing this. And that. He's doing Luke I know stuff. That, and I could think in my mind that Luke wouldn't do that except that he would say, well, Chewbacca, now you have this friend of yours here. You guys have it covered. I'm just going to end up, you know, just being a third wheel. I'm going to go off and start looking for these outposts and things like that. Yeah, I, probably. I, I kind of think that maybe y- you do that because he is a Jedi. Right. And he gets involved in a fight. You almost have to make him the best of the best all the time because of what he is in the Star Wars universe as well. So maybe it's better off that he goes off and does his own thing like he does. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes and we'll see well, what's then, going on. But I the next know. cover is Lando and Chewie. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I, I know that Lando not being there right now, he's going to get involved. You just had to give everybody the, the remember. We don't really trust Lando at this point. And in the book, we see that he has been talking to Bib Fortuna and Jabba, but we don't think that he's, you know, bad. We think that he's just playing 
both ways. He's trying to yeah. get paid while still being good, but pretending he's bad. Yeah. That, that's Lando. Um, but yeah, this just seems forced. And, and you already have the problem. And even Tom Brevoort talks about it because I think it is a big problem with people in these books. Uh, we love them. But the idea that you are setting up something that we know how it ends, that that's tough. That's mm-hmm. a tough deal. Uh, so you, it is the journey, whatnot. But so far, this journey is stalled at the beginning because it just... I, I hope that it gets a little better with not being forced and not being into this like mode of, hey, I got to remind everybody this and I got to do that. And let's just make this work, even though it doesn't. Hey, we'll just call it the force. Let's go. And I like the art enough. Get swanky in the fight scenes, which is a big majority of it. But overall, I, I just think that I got to like, ah, it's a prelude. Let's wait till we get to the main deal. Yeah, but this was disappointing to me. I, I thought that it was forced in a way that this star wars book by charles soul never has been and i see that he's just trying to get people up to speed get things there there's luke yeah even just the, where i got my new lightsaber that is only so people who haven't been reading sit there and like the hell does he have a yellow lightsaber that doesn't make sense oh oh he said he got a new okay i mean it's just so weird the way that these things are and him not being able to talk to chewbacca and r2 i mean people you can end up telling me, well, it's been known. I'm just saying what I know from the movies and yeah, what I would expect. You're right. It just felt weird. And it felt like just a way so C-3PO can give us more information than what we'd normally get from beeps and boops and Either barks. that or, or Chewbacca really dumbs down his conversation with him. And then he's he's able to expound upon it a little more. I said with the C-3PO. Chewbacca thing, wait. Wait for a bit and and actually say something about like they got a message like, oh, we got this message from Chewbacca's friend with the Wookiee. But he uses a local dialect that that you wouldn't yeah, understand. Like Chicago versus New York. It'd be like somebody always oh, <laughs> from Earth and I, I speak English and you speak Chinese. It's not necessarily, you know, we're still humans, but we don't yeah. speak. And I wish it was something like that. Um, well, I mean, if they're on the same planet, doesn't mean you speak the same yeah. language. Yeah, like, yeah. And so, yeah, so you can go with that, except in the Star Wars universe, right? Yeah. Everything's the same on a planet. Yeah. But uh, even the R2 thing, like, there's better ways to kind of do this. Like you said, maybe something happens that jars something that yep. this was kind of stuck in. You, you can even go, like, you know, or it was corrupted with, and he defragged and it or something. Yeah, it comes up or something. Yeah. They're trying to get some other info. I found a hidden thing behind a firewall that I had to work on the password or yeah, something. Yeah, like, what know. the hell is this? And it yeah. just, you know, goes. That's what I'm going with to keep it sane. I like I do like the paint panel where um uh Chewie comes down to Luke and they they lovingly embrace each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like the art enough when it's just them standing <laughs> around. Look at them looking at each other. Like, ooh, you look good. Oh, you gonna work out, Chewie? You, hey, you look strong. His muscles. You're a strong guy. You know what always freaked me out about Chewie is Chewie's a big dude. But he does. He has real thin arms, mm-hmm. and and a lot of times when you see the arm within the hair, like you see the skin, that always freaked me out. I mm-hmm. don't know why, but it always those big me. floppy hands. And, and it's like almost like the hair that goes down is like having like really like those saggy triceps that you get when you're older. But I know it's just hair, but it throws me off. Yeah, and, uh, Chewbacca, like he wore, he did he, he lifted a lot of weights and then he stopped and yeah, he got he all stretched out. He's like, oh, what happened? Oh man, stopped the steroids. I gotta get back to the weight room after this rebellion thing has worked out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's, he's, he's like on a six hundred pound life when they lose all the weight and then they have all that extra yeah, skin that's hanging off. That. They're like, what are we gonna do? He, he should donate <laughs> that hair to the wigs places and stuff like that. Uh, 
But yeah, and the Kanji gang, I don't know. That, that seems to be don't. there where we're going to have a lot of stuff with Valance and stuff. Yeah, I'm sure Valance is going to encounter them next week. Yeah, that, that's why I think they're... Hopefully he kills them all. Because you can't awesome. have Luke going around killing everybody. Yeah, so no, Valance no, can. Have Valance do it. Just take I, care I'm of these guys. You, I think that Luke just bows out. He's like, this is nonsense. I'm going <laughs> to see Outposts. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how it is. Like you said, the next cover has uh, you know Chewbacca and uh, Lando. So yep. I don't know. Th- that's the thing. It's like, yeah, uh, Chewbacca doesn't trust Lando. I'm like, you trusted him enough to get him in Han's outfit and fly off in the Millennium Falcon at that one point. So I don't get it. But still, you have it. It's what it is. I'm going six out of ten here. I'm still looking forward to when we properly get to the Bounty Hunter story. This is just the preludes. Preludes normally are kind of a little bit of bull crap with this stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I will give it the benefit of getting everybody up to speed. Having some little cool moments, set up some things. I just wish it wasn't so forced. Uh, but what do you, what will you give it? Six point five. Yeah, I think that's the same as what we did last week with the thing. I somewhere around there that we were uh, around there. I gave it a five five or something. You gave it a six, but I don't think I was that negative. I don't remember, but I'm still in. I still am looking forward to this. Uh, you know, spoiler alert: they don't get Han. I mean, at the point, I think that that's the that's the play. Is the idea we know that they don't get Han, but you have to save Han more than get him because if these guys who have him now, like Boba Fett is like one of those things we've seen in the future where it sucks, but Boba Fett does the right thing by taking him to Jabba, doesn't get rid and, and it's set up for later. These other wrenches in the works, who knows what they'll do with Han. So you have to, you know, you have to save Han. Mm-hmm. From the bad things to get it back to the other bad thing that leads to the good thing. So it's kind of a cool play, I guess. But yeah, there you go. That's it. But I'm going to go off. I had some bad sushi this morning. So I've, I've been making uh, sushi at home, which right away, some people say there's red flags there. But we we ended up, me and my son Logan are real good at it now. I'm telling you, the, the rolls that I sent you a picture of, those yeah. are bull crap. We've got real good. The problem is the fish wasn't real good this last time. And we followed everything that they said and should have realized it, it's tuna. Kind of was gray. But hey, what the heck? What the <laughs> heck? Gray? That's for me. But yeah, I ended up, uh, we were cutting up the rolls. And when we cut them, I always eat the end pieces. And um, yeah, I, I'm kind of sick now. I, I think I have like tapeworm or something. And what time were you eating the sushi you said? You were eating it at what nine thirty in the morning? Yeah, nine thirty in the morning. Yeah, that's an appropriate time with to eat wasabi it. and soy sauce as well, because <laughs> that's how I like it. And, uh, and I, I have been going with the idea. I used to put the wasabi a little dab on top of each roll, but now I, I fully am going with the wasabi in the soy sauce. Mix that up and go. And that is a really tough flavor in the morning. And that was the thing. I was eating these pieces, thinking, well. I'm I'm kind of not feeling great, but and also I was drinking coffee. It's like one sushi, one coffee, boom, boom, boom. And um, just last night when we were making it, uh, my son Logan said, "Hey, Dad, I think that me and you have iron stomachs. Like nothing bothers us at all." Yeah. And then I eat this this morning, and I'm like, "Okay, I feel a little weird." I start belching up these fishy, fla- and that doesn't normally happen if you have actually good, you know, sushi or whatnot. I'm belching up fishy taste. And it's almost like it when you take those fish pills and sometimes mm-hmm. they fish hit oil. you bad. You know what I mean? When yeah. the fish oil hits you bad. And it doesn't happen all the time. But when it does, you keep belching that up. Then I got gas. And then I got horrific stomach pains. 
So I, I think I might have eaten something bad. We threw them all away then. I almost uh. didn't. I, 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 I was kicking through them. I'm like, this piece looks okay. Take the fish out. said, no, throw it away. And I, and, but I was eating it because it did look a little suspicious. And I didn't want my son to eat it then because we would have just eaten them on. And they're legitimately, we threw away, I think it was 78 rolls. That oh, made. my God. You know? and they, it's weird. When you make it yourself, that's not much. That was two pieces of tuna and uh, three cups of rice. And we were going to town. Going, rolling them inside out rolls. Yeah, I guess you got all the stuff out. You might as well make it. Yeah. And and overall, I mean, that if if I went to a sushi restaurant and threw away 70 rolls, obviously they would have been better. How much does 70 rolls cost? 70 rolls for what we made uh, probably was about nine bucks. And how much would you pay for 70 rolls at a sushi restaurant? Probably pay a hundred and some. Unless you go to the all you can eat place where you're able to get. Yeah, the all you can eat place, though. We end up eating a lot, but that's like 50 bucks for the two of oh, Okay. Us. So they're still making a lot awesome. of money on you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we realize that. Yeah, because all of this is the rice, the nori. We ended up making these with um, avocado and uh, mango and tuna. We kind of mixed and matched. And, uh, yeah, we, we throw them all the way then. It sucks. I, I was you, really looking forward to it. Could we you make it. like a, like a, like a pork or something or chicken in there? Like make it more like yeah, an American style? Chicken. Right? No, raw not chicken, raw. <laughs> raw pork. No, raw. Actually, we were thinking <laughs> like of little making, burritos. No, yeah, we we were making we were beans making a taco sushi. There I mean, you go, we're, taco. We're, because you could get taco meat, yeah. which would go well with rice, right? And then on top, as a drizzle, where they'll put like the boom boom sauce or you uh-huh. know the wasabi or whatnot, you just get a little salsa and go yeah, there we, yeah, yeah it'd be awesome we're, we're mini taco that. sushi yeah we could do that easily we're gonna and, do and, that and then logan point. can open that business because that's not out there yes anymore. and also i thought that what you do here now get me here you make a cheesesteak roll since we're there in you the go. Philadelphia Perfect. area. i mean you're in that area yeah, yeah uh what you do is instead of the seaweed the nori you get a piece of cheesesteak meat like you know go cheap mm. go steak them mm-hmm. use that end up getting like um, cheese and fried onion and stuff, and you roll that. It's basically you're making a pinwheel, like they <laughs> make. But but still, uh, but also I think you, with the rice, I know the rice wouldn't really match up, but it still would be pretty good. I think that would be really good. But uh, oh, we've been talking about all these crazy things. I think the next thing we're gonna do is imitation crab and play it safe. Mm-hmm. We're doing this though to practice our technique. Uh, but also we're gonna do a uh, cooked shrimp. Uh, and a couple uh, coming up. We might even do some with shrimp tempura, stuff like that. We're, we're getting all into it. We sit there. And What's then, the next thing? Hibachi? You're going to start doing that? Nah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> with, with that. I, he Logan seems to be real inspired to just like he has to perfect this, which he never will, because we're just you know two guys from Pennsylvania just doing this as a whim. Uh, but he's all fired up. But eventually, once we get the technique, we'll actually get you know some really good fish, and maybe it won't be bad. And this was. It was flash frozen tuna, and we looked it up, and you're supposed to get flash the flash frozen fish because of the idea that the flash freezing ends up getting rid of the parasites. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just it, it wasn't great. Ugh. I kind of saw that when it defrosted. I should have just said, "Hey, let's ditch this." But I'm too cheap, and now I'm sick. Maybe I have worms. I don't know. We'll have to see. But. Well, that's, uh, well, that's well Star Wars. one more thing. Spe- speaking of sushi, I wanted to give you a compliment on the, the Manga Monday uh, theme song. Oh, yeah. See? Yeah. I like it. The, you like that? The, the uh, chipmunks version? It's good. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear when I said that what I did was get lyrics 
from like five different ones, <laughs> combine them all them together, and then changed them a bit. It yeah. has not though the theme songs for the anime shows have nothing to do with anything. They no. they end up with the craziest lyrics. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I was laughing at that. Eric Eric didn't like it. He was no. making fun of me. Now nah, he's like, oh, what do you know, a K-pop band? Like, damn right yeah, I am. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, we have to yeah. come up with more. We got to come up with uh, some more theme songs, like even for this and and all that. Maybe a, a War of the Bounty Hunters theme. I'll go come up. Oh, with. Yeah. We'll figure something. It'll just be Chewbacca. <laughs> That's all I'll do. Some Iron Maiden or something. Like, ah, what's that, Chewbacca? The War <laughs> of the Bounty Hunters. <laughs> That's all it'll be. Uh, but yeah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. A little sushi talk at the end, as always. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. With the the next book in line, I don't know what that is. I could look at bounty hunters. Is it they have yeah. that that checklist? It's like every time I look at it, it's so dawning. Now, bounty hunters, hopefully, and it's bounty hunters number twelve. Hopefully, it's not as forced because this kind of leads a lot from the, you know what I mean. But mm-hmm. we'll see. I Come mean, it is called bounty hunters. He'll be on Nar Shaddaa and getting. They are. Know, that's where they go. Yeah, they're going to get in a fight there. This is. The, <laughs> I'm already mad. Uh, hopefully Unless they kill those idiots, then we'll be happy. Well, that'd be okay. But everybody, yeah. everything goes to Narsha down now. <laughs> but there you go. But hey, thanks, everybody. I uh, hope you didn't get too upset about us not loving this, but we're still excited for the main deal. I think that they got together. Hey, everybody, we got to do these <laughs> these preludes and just get everybody on board. So really, June, War of the Bounty Hunters, number one. That's going to be where we really officially start yep. judging the event. These are just issues. So we'll do that and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.